This, of course, is the last Sunday of 2020, and the Spirit of the Lord brought me this past week to this passage of Scripture and began to lay this particular message upon my heart. So if you have your Bible and would like to share the reading of God's Word, I'm going to ask you to turn to the book of Numbers, chapter 14. And we're going to begin reading with verse number one down through the fourth verse. So Numbers chapter 14 and beginning with the first verse. And all of the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. And all of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt. Or would God that we had died in this wilderness. Wherefore has the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the edge of the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? And they said one to another, get this, they said one to another, let us make a captain. We want a new leader. Let us make a captain and let us return to Egypt. And I'm going to stop reading right there this morning and ask that you bow your heads and let's pray together and just ask the Lord for his help and for his anointing and ministering the word today. Father, we are grateful today that we have felt your presence. We thank you today, Lord, that we have opportunity to be here in the house of the Lord. We are a grateful people this morning, Lord, for your goodness to us. We come to the reading of your word as we have worshiped and we have praised and we have lifted up your name in song. And we come now, Lord, to the reading of your word and the ministry of your word. And I would just simply ask that you would anoint me and give me divine capability that is not my own. Give me unction to be an effective minister of your word. I rely completely upon your anointing, Lord. I ask that Jesus would be glorified, that the people of God would be edified, and Lord, that everything that is said and everything that is done here this morning would be done to lift up the name of Jesus. And prepare us, I pray, Lord, with your word for the things that are to come. We ask all of these things in the mighty and awesome name of Jesus and everyone in agreement with that prayer said amen. amen. So I want to title my message this morning, You Gotta Know How to Say Goodbye. You Gotta Know How to Say Goodbye. As we begin here today, of course, this is the last Sunday of the year and we are standing on the threshold of a new year. We will soon be saying, or we will soon be welcoming 2021. 
Wow. Who would have ever thought? Right? So we are standing on the end. And I know that, you know, many of us have already voiced our opinion. We are ready to say goodbye to 2020. Goodbye and good riddance, right? Well, I just, I concur with you in some ways, but I will tell you, I also feel like, you know, God has been so good to us, even in the midst of all of the calamity. Amen. God, I mean, in the midst of a worldwide pandemic, God has been so wonderful to us. Amen. Amen. I would suggest to you that while we are ready to say goodbye to 2020, and I concur that we have had some unusual difficulties and we have encountered some unusual kinds of problems this past year, but I would also suggest to you that 2021 will bring its own unique set of challenges and troubles our way. If you think just because the clock is going to strike midnight on the 31st and everything is going to go away and be okay, amen, you got another thing coming. Just because the clock strikes midnight doesn't mean that all of our troubles or that all of our challenges are going to disappear. In fact, I would submit that 2021 is going to bring its own set of challenges and its own adversities. But the question that I want to bring to you this morning and for us to consider this morning is, are we ready to say goodbye and hello? And really what I'm asking more precisely is, are we ready to release what has been And embrace what shall be. Are we ready to release what has been and ready to embrace what will be? We need to understand this morning that life is a series of hellos and goodbyes. Stop and think about that for a moment. Life is a series of hellos and goodbyes. And there are times in our lives when we got to know how to say goodbye in order to move into something that God wants us to be brought into. Amen. I understand that for the most part, most of us, most of the time, do not like the word goodbye. Goodbye brings a level of uncertainty. Goodbye is often accompanied with a level of hesitation and insecurity. Goodbye is often accompanied with a level of reservation and reluctance because we are never quite sure what comes next. And none of us, if we will admit it, like to be moved out of our comfort zone. Hello? But I want you to understand this morning that we, amen, life is ever-changing. Life is ever-evolving. Amen, life is ever-changing, and we need to realize that with change and with transformation comes the inevitable hello and goodbye. Hola. 
and adios. Bonjour and arrivederci. Konnichiwa and sayonara. How about a good old-fashioned howdy and see you later, alligator? <laughs> Life is a series of hellos and goodbyes. And I submit to you that if we will learn how to say goodbye, it will enable us to embrace what God has for us in the next season of our life. Learning to say goodbye will enable us to embrace what is to come because when God shuts one door, our God always opens another door. Now let that sink into your spirit. He is always bringing us out to bring us in. He is always bringing us out to bring us in. Understand that our text, God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt's bondage and he promised that he would bring them into a land that flowed with milk and honey, a land with more than plenty. God wanted to bring them out so that he could bring them in. I said when God brings us out of a situation, he brings us out so that he can bring us into a new beginning. That's how God works. He brings us out to bring us in. First Peter chapter two and verse nine says these words, but you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation, a peculiar people that should show forth the praises of him who has brought you or called you out of darkness and brought you into his marvelous light. Understand that that is the work of our God. He brings us out so that he can bring us in and if we don't understand how to say goodbye to what was we will never enter into what God wants us to have he brings us out of darkness to bring us into his awesome marvelous light he brings us out to bring us into. He brought us out of the paths of sin, amen, and brought us into the path of his salvation. He brought us out of captivity and bondage to bring us into freedom and liberty in Christ. And he gifted us with eternal life. He brought us out, the Bible says, of a horrible pit and set our feet upon a solid rock, which is Christ the Lord. He brings us out to bring us in. And saints of God, what we need to understand this morning is that when God gets ready to bring us out of something, we need to know how to say goodbye to what has been so that he can bring us into what shall be. And sometimes our biggest problem is when God gets ready to move us into something new, we don't know how to say goodbye and we keep hanging on to what was instead of stepping into what shall be. 
The children of Israel are a great example of that. Amen. Our text this morning is a great example of that. I want you to go back in your mind. God speaks to Moses by way of the burning bush. Go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. I have heard the cry of the affliction of my people, and I am come to deliver them. Go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And Moses says, whom shall I say sent me? He said, say that I am that I am. And Moses shows up and says, Pharaoh, God. Now, Egypt, I mean, they had, they had all kinds of gods, little g. They had all kinds of multiple gods. Moses showed up and said, God, said, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, who is your God that I should pay attention to him? By the time Jehovah got through with Egypt, Pharaoh was willing to listen. Let me just put it like that. So let me just share with you some of the historical context. Moses says, let my people go. God says, let my be God. Amen. And, and then God begins to show his mighty power and begins to send plague after plague after plague upon Egypt, dealing with the hearts of that Pharaoh. He sends the frog to hell, the lice, rivers turn to blood. I mean, you know, all kinds of different things. And, 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 and the Bible said that finally Pharaoh says, get out of here and go serve your God. And then they get to the Red Sea and Pharaoh changes his mind. Amen. And the Bible says that God speaks to Moses and says, stretch out your rod. Amen. For the enemy whom you see today, you will see them no more again forever. And God parted the Red Sea. And the children of Israel, the Bible said, went across on dry ground. And then when Pharaoh thought he'd pull the same thing, he meant they got in the midst of the sea and the water collapsed on them and they all perished. God with a mighty arm, God with a mighty hand brought them out and delivered them. And now three months later, they come to the bank of the Jordan River and Moses sends in the spies. He sends in 12 spies to look and spy out the land. And they come back, two of them had a good report, said, it's ours, we can go have it, it's a good land. God said we could have it, let's go get it. And 10 of them, the Bible said, brought forth an evil report. Why was it an evil report? Because it was a faithless report. They said, oh, it's a good land, but we can't have it. It's a good land, but we can't have it. We can't, we'll never enjoy it. There are giants over there. We'll never inhabit the land. Amen. And their reluctance brings them to our text. They haven't figured out how to say goodbye to Egypt. The people are so distraught and so distressed that they spend all night crying and weeping and talking about Moses and Aaron. Would to God that we would have stayed where we were. Would to God that we would have stayed in Egypt. Would to God that we would have just stayed or died in the wilderness. Amen. Would to God that God would have just left us alone where we were. They didn't realize what God wanted to bring them into. But they were unwilling to let go of where they had been.
You hear what I'm saying this morning? They haven't figured out how to say goodbye to Egypt. They haven't figured out how to say goodbye to what had been. They hadn't figured out how to let go. Amen. And now they are standing in jeopardy of entering into the very plan that God had for them next. Their their reluctance to move forward had put them in jeopardy of entering into the promised land. Amen. And I just want you to think about that for a moment. God brings them out, shows them all of these mighty miracles. And instead of them saying, let's go get it, God said we could have it. They are wishing that they could go back to bondage. They are wishing that they could go back to being a slave. They are wishing that they could go back to hard labor making bricks. They are wishing that they were just, or they had just been left alone. Amen, I tell you this morning, the truth is they had left Egypt, but Egypt had never left them. The truth is they had got out of Egypt, but they hadn't got Egypt out of them. They hadn't learned how to say goodbye. Think of all of the things that God had done to show him, show them his mighty power. And now here they are after all of these things, wishing that they could return to their own captivity. They couldn't say goodbye. I tell you this morning, amen, if you want to see that, amen, God could bring them to the place where he wanted them to inherit, but they, their, their willingness to hold on to what was was keeping them out of what God wanted them to have. God was saying, if you only knew what I have in store for you on the other side of this Jordan River, if you only knew how wonderful it was going to be, if you only knew that it is a land that flows with milk and honey and abundance and provision, if you only knew that it's a good plan that I have for you, if you only knew what I wanted to do for you on the other side of the Jordan River, you'd let go of Egypt and move forward but they couldn't go forward because they couldn't let go you gotta know how to say goodbye and God began to deal with me this past week about that principle about knowing how to say goodbye and the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart about four areas that I want to talk to you this morning about So with that principle in mind, I want to share with you four things that the Holy Spirit laid upon my heart to bring to you that we need to say goodbye to in order to move into a new year. And the first thing that the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart about, the first thing that I believe that we need to say goodbye to is unfruitful attitudes. Unfruitful attitudes. How many of you know this morning that attitude is everything? Amen. I have always said you cannot control what happens, but you can control how you react to what happens. You have the power to determine your attitude. It's all about attitude. Thomas Jefferson said these words, nothing can stop the man with the right mental attitude from achieving his goals. And nothing on earth can help the man with the wrong mental attitude. 
Lou Holtz. Ability is what you are capable of doing. Motivation determines what you do. And attitude determines how well you do it. Attitude. Zig Ziglar said your attitude, not your aptitude, will determine your altitude. Hello? Well, what kind of attitude are you taking into the new year? Amen. The Bible tells us that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So let me just give you a couple of examples of unfruitful kinds of attitudes. How about a negative attitude? How many of you have ever come across, I mean, you know, somebody that was just negative about everything? If you stay around that person, I'm going to tell you pretty soon, you're going to be thinking just as negatively as they are. If you go into 2021 with the attitude that nothing ever works for you and everything that does go wrong, amen, can go wrong, it will go wrong in your life, amen, if you go into 2021 thinking that it's going to be just as bad as 2020, I assure you it will be. If you believe going into 2021 that you go into it with the attitude that I am broke, I've always been broke, I guess I'll always be broke, then I have no doubt you'll go into 2021 broke. Pastor Gary, I'm just being a realist. No, I say you're being faithless. Hello? No, I say you're being faithless. Say goodbye to what has been and say hello to a new beginning. Say goodbye to negative, amen, attitudes and negative mentalities and enter into 2021 with your hand in the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that he has a plan and that he will deliver you no matter what comes your way. Amen. Say goodbye to pessimistic uh, thinking and put your faith uh, and your trust in God and let him bring you into a new joy of love and peace uh, and strength and prosperity in Christ. Uh, A positive outlook by faith sees the invisible, feels the intangible and achieves the impossible. Have that kind of attitude. Amen, I may not see it, but I can sense it in my spirit. Amen, and I will achieve through the grace of God. Say goodbye to negative attitudes. Say goodbye to an attitude of inferiority. Say goodbye to an attitude of inferiority. How many of you know that it is the devil's job to make you feel like you do not measure up? Have you ever had the enemy come by, sit down on your shoulder, and say to you, you will never be good enough. You will never measure up. Have you ever had the the enemy come by and just whisper in your ear that you're not good enough and that you are undeserving? And then the enemy points out other people that appear to be doing wonderful and says, why can't you be like them? Hello? They got it all together. I tell you, all he is trying to do is to cause us to cop a bad attitude 
an attitude of inferiority. Here's what the Bible says about comparing ourselves among ourselves. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12 says, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. That King James stuff gets you a little wrapped around, but here's what he's saying. Don't walk around looking at everybody else thinking that they have got it all together and you don't. Don't compare your life with their life. They are not your measuring stick. He is. They are not your measuring stick. He is. Beloved, the truth is that the enemy doesn't want you, amen, to, amen, realize or recognize who you are in Christ. Paul is saying that we are unwise when we are comparing ourselves among ourselves. But the truth that I feel like the Holy Spirit wanted me to share with you this morning is that you are a child of God. You are an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You are uniquely made not to be like me, not to be like someone else, but God made you to be exactly who he wanted you to be. He didn't need another me. He didn't need another of your name. He needed a you. Hello? And you know the old saying, God doesn't make any junk. So say goodbye to the attitude of inferiority. Say goodbye to the attitudes of negativity and unfruitful thoughts. Amen. Say goodbye to attitudes that will only drag you down and hold you back. Amen. You got to learn how to say goodbye. You got to know how to say goodbye. Release it. Let it go. And move on into what God wants you to become. Amen. By faith, embrace with joy a brand new year and allow God to bring you into another level of love and power and blessing. The second thing that the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart about, unfruitful things. The second thing that the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart about is we need to say goodbye to past mistakes. I'm going to ask for a show of hands. Anybody here make a mistake in 2020? Oh. You too? <laughs> you know what that means, don't you? Do you know what that means? It means you're alive. It means you're alive. It means you're alive. To err is what? Human. It means that they haven't put you six feet under yet. And here's another little piece of good news. You made some mistakes in 2020. I don't know how to break it to you, but you're going to make some in 2021. I mean, that doesn't mean that you need to intentionally go looking for them, but... I promise you, you're going to find some. What are you saying, Brother Gary? Amen. What I'm saying is there's not a one of us here this morning that live a mistake-free life. 
Not you, not me, none of us. No, nobody watching by that camera. None of us live a mistake-free life. But here is a little good news for you this morning. We do not have to allow our past mistakes to dictate the quality of our future. We do not, we, amen, we do not have to allow past mistakes, amen, to dictate where we are going from here. Put it under the blood and say goodbye. And let me just give you a piece of advice. Give yourself some room to fail. Give yourself some room to fall because you are going to make some mistakes. Do you realize that the disciples knew the Lord Jesus on a very personal basis? They sat under his ministry for three and a half years. And the night that he was arrested, they all forsook him and fled and left and said, we don't know the man. I would call that a pretty big mistake. I said, give yourself some room to fall. Give yourself some room to fail. And if you blow it, the good news is that his grace is sufficient. If you blow it, the good news is that his mercies are renewed every morning. The good news is that he still loves us in spite of our faults and our failures. And the good news is there's still power in the blood to wash us and cleanse us and make us free. Amen. John, 1 John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Don't allow your past mistakes to dictate to you where you are going from here. You've, you've blown it. You're not the only one that's ever blown it. You've made mistakes. You're not the only one that's ever made mistakes. Thank God for his precious blood that cleanses us and washes us clean. The third thing that I believe that we need to say goodbye to is unfruitful relationships. Unfruitful relationships. Here's a really good word. Some folks are not going anywhere in this life. And the truth is, they don't want you to go anywhere either. Hello? So don't allow unfruitful relationships to keep you from going where God wants to take you. Don't allow unfruitful relationships. When, we, when I say we need to have good uh, relationships that we need to say goodbye to unfruitful relationships. What I'm talking about is saying goodbye to relationships that are holding us back and keeping us from becoming everything that we can be in Christ. I have always said, and I taught my boys, all three of them when they were growing up, that if you run with dogs, you are going to end up with fleas. So be careful who you hang out with. Amen. Unfruitful relation. Here's the way the Bible puts it. 1 Corinthians 15 and 33. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Here's the God's word translation. Don't let anyone deceive you. Associating with bad people will ruin decent people. That's pretty plain. 
right? Here's another scripture that you probably didn't realize was in the Bible, Proverbs 13 and 2. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Don't hang out with fools. Hang out with wise individuals. Don't allow unfruitful relationships to have an ungodly effect on your life. Say goodbye to unhealthy relationships and move into what God is preparing for you in your life. You've got to know how to say goodbye. And the fourth thing that the Holy Spirit laid upon my heart is this. There are times when we have to say goodbye to there to go here. Here's the example that the Holy Spirit shared with me. You'll find it in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse number 1. The Bible says Elijah, the great prophet of God, shows up in chapter 17, verse 1, and he declares to King Ahab, as the Lord lives and as I live, it will not rain but according to my word. And then he disappeared and God was bringing judgment on the children of Israel, and it did not rain. And after Elijah left Ahab's presence, the Spirit of God said to Elijah, I want you to go to the brook Cherith, and I want you to stay there. And God said, I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. And God sent him to the brook Cherith. And the Bible said that every morning and every night, the ravens, a scavenger bird, the ravens would bring him a piece of flesh. And he drank from the brook, and that sustained him. God said, I want you to go there. And then pretty soon, the drought started taking a hold upon the land, and the brook dried up. And God said to Elijah, it's time to move from there to Zarpath. I've commanded a widow woman to take care of you there. What I'm saying this morning is there is always a there. God will always take care of his people. But we got to know how to say goodbye to what was to move into the next plan or the next season of our life. So understand that Elijah, he's there by the brook. He's drinking water. The birds are bringing him food every morning and every night. And then suddenly the brook dries up. He was right where God wanted him to be, right there by the brook. But when the brook dried up, God said, all right, it, it's time to move. I'm going to send you to Zarpath. And there was a widow woman that took care of him there. Amen. What I'm saying this morning, church, is we got to know when it's time to leave the brook and travel to Zarpath. We got to know when we need to leave this so we can move into that. I came to tell someone this morning that we need to know how to say goodbye to what was so that we can enter into 
what God has for us in the future. If you enter into 2021 holding on to unfruitful relationships and holding on to uh, unfruitful attitudes, if you move into the new year, amen, holding on to all of these things that you are refusing to let go of, you will never move in to the land of promise that God wants you to inherit. Jesus, he has been crucified. He's been raised from the dead. He speaks to the children, his disciples. He says to them, it is expedient for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I go away, I will send him unto you. Bitter goodbye. The disciples said, we don't want you to go. He says, oh, no, it's needful. It's necessary. It's, it, it, it's expedient that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the comforter can't come. If I don't go away, you'll never enter into being filled with the Holy Spirit yourselves. You hear what I'm saying this morning? Amen. There are some things that we need to learn to let go of if we are ever going to enter into what God wants us to have. Say goodbye in 2020. Say goodbye to what has been and get ready to step into what will be. Say goodbye to unfruitful attitudes, to past mistakes, unfruitful relationships, past hurts and past failures and Egypt's bondage. Say goodbye to sin and wrong thinking and old habits that bind. And allow God to bring you in to a new place in your relationship with him in the year that is to come. Bow your heads, please, if you will, this morning. Don't be like the children of Israel looking back and longing for what was. What was is just exactly that, what was. God wants to bring us into something better, something richer and something more precious. But we got to know how to say goodbye. And release some of the things that we are holding on to that are holding us back. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus this morning, we are a grateful people that you have spoke to our hearts. Thank you that even in the midst of all of our, the troubles of this year, you have blessed us and you have cared for us. You have watched over us. And Lord, we are looking forward with anticipation to what you have promised for us in the future. In the new year that lies ahead. But Father, I pray that we will understand that we need to turn loose of some things that hold us back or hinder us. And Lord, I pray that we recognize that when we release those things, you have something even better in mind, something even greater in store. Speak to our hearts today, Lord, and help us to release what jeopardizes us entering into the things that you would have us to enjoy in 2021.
In Jesus' name we pray. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Are you here this morning and you would say, Pastor Gary, I needed to hear this message this morning because there's some things. God sees your hand and hands there and there and there. And God sees hands there and there. I realize there's some things that I need to turn loose of in order that I might step into what he wants me to enjoy. Anybody else say, Pastor, that's me. God bless you. Stand to your feet, please. Let me pray with those and then Hoss is going to come and sing. Slip your hands right up to him this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, you have witnessed hands that have been lifted. And Father, today, allow us to release, unhand, let loose, release what we have reluctantly held on to Help us, I pray this morning, Lord, to release it and put it behind us so that we might enter into. Help us to say goodbye so that we can say hello to what you have for us in our future. Allow the anointing of the Holy Spirit to touch each one. In Jesus' name. Remove every hindrance. Remove every hindrance. Remove everything that would hold us back. Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit break chains of bondage this morning. Let the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray, Lord, amen, empower us and enable us to release and let go and step forward. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask it. Mm. Amen, 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 amen. Amen, amen, amen.